Hi everyone, welcome to episode 2 of season 2 of Articulate. My name is Divya. Today I have invited Louisa Lokes, a textile artist based in London specialising in printmaking with traditional block printing techniques. Louisa's hand block patterns are instantly recognisable by their striking geometric shapes on repeat with a bit of hand painted colour. Louisa has a BA in painting from the Wimbledon College of Art and her art influences continues to feed her textile patterns through harmony of line, form and composition. Her work is a combination of block printing and painting and this allows her not to feel too confined by the block and she adds colour to her work which ties it all together. Louisa takes inspiration from various cultures including the block printing heritage of northern India. She collaborates with her partner William Waterhouse on exclusive pieces for the New Craftsman, a platform for artisans from the British Isles to showcase their products. She has been featured in most of the leading lifestyle and craft magazines. She runs frequent block printing workshops throughout the year in her home studio in Peckham. And Louisa has also run various other workshops within um, the country uh, past workshops have included Burberry Makers House, the, the New Craftsman, Imperial College London, Peckham Craft Show, to name a few. So let's go ahead and speak with Louisa. Hi, hi Louisa. Thank you so much for um, agreeing to be a guest on my podcast and I've really admired your work and the first time I got to know of your work was through the workshop and um, the fact that the, the workshop had um, people of different levels of uh, expertise and the way you um, so uh, beautifully kind of kept everybody, you know, made everybody feel at home and um, and also used the humble potato to, to create such amazing uh, patterns. And the first time when I saw the advert advertisement for your um, workshop, it was the striking pattern of black and white lines which really caught my eye and I was like, I must learn how to do this. And it was so amazing. So thank you so much. And I'm really um, honored that you have agreed to be on my podcast. <laughs> I, well, well, you're more than welcome. Thank you for asking me. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, and we share the same um, alma mater with the Wimbledon College of Art, which is, which is great. Um, so... I usually start my podcast with, with asking my guests to speak about, you know, their childhood influences. It's more biographical about whether, you know, they knew, you know, whether you knew you wanted to be an artist from the beginning and why. And I know that you did a BA in painting, but you um, transitioned to textiles. So could you say a bit more about all that, about how um, you gravitated towards art and textiles? Yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I I, guess I've always had it in me. <laughs> I think you kind of know, don't you? you if you're good at maths, yeah. you'll follow the numbers. <laughs> if you're good at making potions, you'll be a scientist. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've always followed what I... And from a young age... Um, I painted mm -hmm. uh, um, a lot. I I I I I spent a lot of time painting, um, yeah. and yeah. So I, through like going back many many years now, um, GCSEs, A levels, um, they were all you know 
kind of always found a way, even in maths, to right. draw a picture in my book. It's all about <laughs> patterns, isn't it? Even maths, they say it's. I don't know, but but I think they say yeah. mathematics is all about um, patterns and numbers um, connecting with each other. So I guess. Yeah. It's yeah, true. yeah. So it, it it it's it's always been in me. It sounds cheesy to say. I feel like, yeah, like it's really cheesy to say, but it has. Um, and I followed. I didn't know that you could study painting. Mm. I didn't know that. And mm. when I found out, oh, you know, I can do a foundation course, and wow. I can, I can, I can do this as a degree course. Like that was like a whole. Like, it was like a light bulb just went on or something. It's like, wow. Um, so, yeah, I thankfully um, got into Wimbledon School of Art. Right. Did um, you do your foundation in, there? In, in 2000, in 2000, I started there. Right. So a long time ago now. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I, continue, I obviously continued to paint, but my work kind of also got, a lot more um i was in the dark room a lot mm. in, uh, in in wimbledon um i um i experimented a lot with rayograms right so everything was quite sort of mono and that them uh, rayograms where you um put an object mm. onto the um paper um and expose it so you don't use a negative I loved doing that and that whole process and um, that is what my kind of degree show um, was made up of. It right. was like a collection of, um, a lot of it was inspired by natural forms, uh, but it was all very mono again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I thankfully um, had a residency for a year um I, I did that um and then I kind of ran away I'll be quite honest um from the art world um I started to sell a few bits and I I think it was because when you when you make a piece of work so much of you goes into it yeah um I found it really difficult to put a price on what I was making mm. and I found it very difficult um in parting with my work as well wow okay I still think of some pictures that I made and it's like oh <laughs> I sold that you know and it's like oh where is that now you know um it sounds I don't know what that is but no yeah, I, I can relate to that because I sold one of my portraits and I wanted to buy it back and um they would have probably sold it back to me for more than what they paid me <laughs> so I yeah um yeah so I ran away from that and I I worked part-time at a community garden yeah on a city farm in London and it sounds like a totally different thing which it is but it was still number one really creative gardening is so creative I was working with children and volunteers and in the garden I was designing it and adding the a level of creativity still right. I was right. working with yeah. and it taught me a lot mm -hmm. about so many different things that I've like been able to 
I don't know, help, help, um, it's that the, the process itself is so kind of meditative and slow and you have to take your time and not rush through things. I think it teaches you a lot about personality traits also. Yes, mm. yeah, it taught me so much. I wouldn't ever, you know, and I, I love my garden. Um, and um, yeah, so alongside working there, I was still in my studio um developing i suppose and playing with print right um so i never sort of let go because you can't i don't think you um you can't ever let go of, of something it's always there inside me i've tried to maybe <laughs> but um you i don't think if you're yeah you are creative it's it's difficult to um so so when yeah, did textiles from... actually become a formal medium for you so yeah, so then um, I, my little girl came along, right, which was quite a sort of moment uh, because I ended up leaving the farm, and I don't know. It's about confidence, I think, as well. But I felt like I was working quite silently, um, well, very silently, um, and I just found it to be a chance to push myself or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I had visited India right. on a couple of occasions um, and been totally inspired by what I saw out there with regards to not only the textiles, but the attitudes and um, vibrancy the energy some there's something um you know all of those things kind of combined how long were you there in in Rajasthan um so when I went first of all I went on my own and that was only for like three weeks but that was a big thing for me sort of traveling on my own to India um and then I've later visited it for in India for a month and then um we went as a family before mm-hmm. Flo, my little girl, started school. Right. Um, for near to, well, two and a half, three months. Wow. Okay. Um, and we stayed in one location, really, the whole time, so that we could really get to know the area. Isn't it a really um, rural uh, place, the, the, the Bagru place? Isn't it a very rural kind of uh, location? Yeah, well, um, I mean, we stayed in Jaipur. Oh, you stayed in Jaipur. Okay. Um, That's fine. But, That's like a city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, um, the, 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 the amazing little village or small town mm. out, just outside Bagru was the kind of main block printing yeah. um, uh, place that we, I, I visited. And I, I hired a... Um, a, 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 a um, table in one of the block printing studios amazing that time so I got to really experience sort of hand on more um the the process and technique from the masters master yeah exactly wow. yeah so um and then after that you came back and started your own um uh, venture so to speak yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um going back to um having leaving the farm um, I my work then I was working 
um, with charcoal um, drawings onto a gesso ground. I was making up the gesso ground, mm-hmm. um, which Tim at Wimbledon taught me. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know if you remember See, Tim. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a perfectionist. So. <laughs> he is a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But his knowledge of um, all of the old processes amazing. with painting is um, yeah amazing, and I found that very inspiring. Actually, mm. I loved loved things like the pigments and that kind of thing. Um, I I know of somebody, uh, my uh, classmate. She she used to make these gesso um surfaces, and she wouldn't be able to do anything with it because it was so beautiful on its own. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. And so much time goes into the potion that you mix up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Um, so my work was very linear and mono again. Um, and I just, I was slowly kind of combining my love for textiles and um uh, my own work and seeing how that worked out um nice and as it happens i mean it was a, it's been a long journey um but with a little girl little baby um it was something i could also do at home yeah yeah um and i i you know i've, I've been through a lot of the other processes screen printing etching etc um which all require quite a lot of space and um technical and yeah even um, tools the, yeah even the machinery and the equipment and stuff like that yeah, yeah yeah so block printing sort of kind of just made sense it was it was i was able to work kind of quickly which i do and i was able to produce stuff at home and um, mm. with it with a little one um and it worked out it's fine it's fantastic i mean uh, having a livelihood with something that you love and that you're good at it's like the perfect combination of all everything together is there a political angle to what you do or uh, was it something like you said just now i know that it was the most practical thing but have you ever thought of that angle about um and kind of projected that through your work um no not in particular it's never been like at the forefront of my thinking um although um through the years i've um researched textiles a lot more obviously yeah um and a, like a, a current um exhibition at the turner contemporary um with the g's bend quilters for example really highlighted um for me um yeah um what textiles can offer in sense of community and in its history as well um and it's like i've heard somebody say about healing it's the, the the fact that when you're working with textile and stitching and putting things together it's really quite therapeutic and healing and uh, it helps for communities to kind of um, come together and um, learn from it and move forward from their traumas. So, yeah, there are lots of um, histories of um, using textile. Yeah. And also the fact that 
you were talking about this disconnect between craft and art and how this particular group kind of managed to transcend that and how you use your um, degree in painting and you use that influence in your art. Could you say a bit more about that? I yeah, I obviously find um, printing very um, uh, like therapeutic when you when you get into like a, yeah. a pattern. It's it's really quite amazing, and I mean I've had to I had a test really. <laughs> I tested myself when I had um, a commission of thirty meters um, to print by hand, wow. and it's like whoa, like when you're printing how how you can so easily make a mistake along the way um and you really do have to be in that zone so every time i went to print i had to come back to this 30 meters of fabric and mm. be in the zone um so from that point of view yeah yeah it, it is really meditative um and I mean, with my artwork, actually, I was only just sort of thinking today quite how I've kind of, I mean, with my block printing, I print, I print and I also paint. Yeah. So I hand paint a colour detail mm. onto. Um, and for me, I mean, that's my kind of way of still connecting with my um work as a painter as well yeah, yeah. and kind of that yeah, I, I mean I see I see I see the I mean I feel I feel like when I'm saying it it sounds cheesy but I do feel like the linen or the cotton that I'm working on is um is like a canvas yeah still absolutely yes um and 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 yeah it's that repetition and i realized from going back to wimbledon mm. um my work when i was in the darkroom i was creating these kind of um how would i describe them they're almost like would look like a cartoon um a page out of a cartoon magazine you know the kind of blocks um of like you've got behind you yeah basically yeah. that image yeah um, and I would twist and turn images and make this kind of narrative through the object. Mm. And I, I'm only realising now how much that's come back into the work I do now. Wow. And this repetition. Um, so I feel like I was repeating, I, I, I was repeating yeah, um, in, my, in a different way, mm. my, my work, yeah. And and that little blob of paint that you put in between it just brings everything like you said it just ties everything together and it just is a pop of color and um, yeah in this um, really beautiful calming grace that you use so yeah so i also wanted to check with you about the history of both these countries india and britain and you know how um, with William Morris being influenced by the Persian prince and the Indian prince and, and the chintz fabric. So have you ever thought of, I mean, the fact that you went to India in the first place, was there any kind of um, um, unconsciously subconscious influence of our histories 
um, for you to make the decision to go to India or was it just um, have you ever thought of it like that I haven't but I think all I will say is that somehow um, I do feel I do I just feel a connection with India and I can't I can't put it into words mm. um, and I feel comfortable there right 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 and um i don't think it was particularly like on the history because coming from a fine art background that wasn't my focus mm. i didn't have all this knowledge i mean i was aware of william morris um but i would say india it was um you know i was just i was just drawn drawn to the color That's the vibration again wow from somewhere um, else it was just a kind of a intuition from all that energies of your ancestors probably <laughs> pushing yeah. you towards india <laughs> yeah nice. maybe maybe <laughs> and i just feel so i do feel sort of like and i it's, it's funny as well i i miss india i have pangs where i just need to go back it's really weird yeah i, I mean surprise i have been missing it like even though like we haven't like planned to go in the in the you know anytime soon um i have been missing india it's yeah very i don't know it's all in the in the in it'll the happen it'll happen next year it'll happen so um uh also about your designs your patterns it's quite intimidating to come to do and work with patterns how did you choose um, your rep repetitive lines and how did you even it's like a signature style for you when you when you see your work it's immediately uh, you can recognize it's yours how did you come about the pattern that you do right now i mean they're different but at the same time there is a kind of similarity there's i don't know how to put it but you can make out instantly that it's yours yeah I, do you know what i don't know i've always gone with my guts yeah <laughs> i've always followed my um as as um i really like the work of um agnes martin right and the way she describes how her work comes about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i would just say that it's um like this again without wanting to sound cheesy it's like right. an inner inspiration right um I mean, I, I look at my, I, I have a few influences. I mean, I've looked at the work of um, Baron and Larcher, um, who, are, who are block printers from the 20s, 30s. Right. Um, so they, they've been an influence on me. Um, but then there's also artists that make um, fabrics as well. You know, a lot of artists have made fabrics, in fact. Mm. Henry Moore mm. and um, Ben Nicholson. Yeah, okay yeah yeah so i mean um how do i create i haven't really answered the question how do i how do i create the blocks um i work very quickly um i i i've also sort of drawn from um my charcoal drawings that i used to produce that's kind of fed fed my work right i would say in the style and also I mean, I suppose I've always been quite aware that I've not been scared, I guess not coming from like a textiles background, mm. I haven't had that 
influence of like the technical side of making a pattern right so i i feel that i've not been um i feel like i've had like the freedom to to, keep, to kind of just do what i want it looks <laughs> it looks simple louisa it looks simple but i know it's quite complex because like you said the lines that they have to match and then they have to be like perfectly symmetrical and to do that with small blocks it's not easy so i guess it must have taken a lot of practice and concentration yeah yeah and it's been a real um journey learning about the block itself over the years about what inks to use mm. um and it's you know i've had to really push it and um to to to, to i guess to be where i am now um yeah yeah <laughs> I, i hope that answers your question yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i so, think i got a bit sidetracked there yeah that's good so uh will you change your um pattern in any way is it it's quite geometrical and straight lines and repeating patterns would, would you consider a completely different thing of using flower motifs or paisley or or something else or a, a car or something but would you consider that at all no so why is that that is what i'm trying to say not so there me. is something else yeah. yes <laughs> it's not me it's not me um um why wouldn't i um because i guess i have my own particular aesthetic as you, yeah. as you like yeah. in mind and i don't kind of i i, I don't know this is probably quite but i i, I don't see the point I don't know. I I find I'm finding it quite refreshing just being able to be free and not worry and about my pattern. Right. What um, about color though? Would you change would you play around with different colors? Yeah, I have I'm beginning to and I'm beginning to sort of um really sort of explore natural dyeing as well, which mm. is bringing a bit of color into my work with the mustard and saffron is that what what yes. you mean yes yeah nice, yeah nice. and i think that's as much of color as i'm going to get but let's we'll just see i'm never going to sort of say never mm. um with color and i i feel like i'm i'm always sort of trying to push the block and push how much it can do for me and push what i'm doing and how um, do you make the blocks do you do you have to have a lot of carpentry skills to cut into the wooden shapes yeah well i use um lino um, oh, so it's relatively oh, easy to, okay. to cut and yes. then i mount them onto wood um onto plywood that's Will clever does that for me nice. <laughs> bless him nice. Nice. um um but yeah, yeah. i don't i don't i don't carve them out of wood like the master craftsmen in India. Right. Sure that yeah, I have every respect for for the for them. They haven't probably thought about um innovating new stuff so maybe they just stick to the what they know kind of yeah. thing. And yeah, I've also yeah. heard about the fact that they um deliberately bring a bit of um they want to make a mistake here and there just to make it less to make it more interesting that you add some inconsistencies in the pattern. Is that what yeah. you also do? to make it more interesting rather than exact 
lining up of everything together. Yeah, yeah, the block um, really does provide that sort of dancing across a fabric or that rhythm yeah. that you wouldn't get from a screen, for example. Um, just it wouldn't translate in the same way. The same way. I like the energy. It's, it's, I'm realising more and more it's about the energy that the, the block can, to, can bring to a piece of fabric. Wow, okay. The, the connection between the block and the fabric and the human being and the, and and the earth below ah, right, yeah quite um profound um and what about the you've you've received a lot of acclaim and you've been featured in most of the lifestyle magazines uh, how did that journey come about i mean one is doing work and the other is to be recognized and to be um uh, given accolades and acclaim so uh what was that journey like was it um something that came easily to you or did you have uh, strategies in mind that you used no strategies here <laughs> lucky you <laughs> i can say i can say 100 percent um i i feel very 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 lucky um to have not had to search any of that out nice. <laughs> myself so it came everything, to you. i say this now but everything sort of come to me um and i'm really really thankful for that because that's one part that i'm not very good at um, although i'm getting better i'm having to really but um in selling myself and i think that's all part of being an artist and yeah. But that's the hardest Not, bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really difficult. So, um, I mean, I started, my, my first step, if you like, um, was getting a kind of, I don't know what you call it, awards thing um, at the Royal Academy okay. many, many years ago. And that was actually the start of all of this. And this that was encouraged by my dad at the time. Um to apply for this um, competition this award. It was like you, you, you were able to showcase your work in their shop. Nice. In the Royal Academy shop. So that's kind of where it started. And I, I, I kind of won that for a year. And that's, and from then on, the new craftsman um, approached me and it's just all sort of just happened Fantastic. organically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about I abroad? I'm really thankful for it. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. How about um, uh, places abroad? Have you even thought of um, sending it outside of Britain for in in shops abroad? Um, yeah, well, interestingly, you asked me, um, you know, before about whether I've done any exhibitions, and um, I have had a little one in not that i got to see it but in um japan oh wow when was that that was last year i think the end of last year so then the next question <laughs> would be about <laughs> workshops do you enjoy i know that you're a fantastic tutor and i can see that there is um a genuine kind of uh, interest in teaching people do you enjoy um doing workshops and does it bring something back to you in your work um, absolutely, just the energy, and I think that's what I've realised about like lockdown as well. Yeah, like seeing people like I guess it's all connected. But the farm was very community driven mm. when I worked there. 
I love the sense of community. I love bringing people together. I love that feeling. And um, I think doing workshops, holding workshops has given that, that sense of community. Right, right. Um, and um, I mean, I also love, um, I get so excited, <laughs> which, um, yeah, but seeing what people produce i love I it I, I just get very excited and i get a lot from meeting people because um you know working in the studio as an artist you can you can be quite isolated yeah. as well yeah at times um or feel quite isolated and um I, I, I just get a lot from meeting people and everybody that attends my workshops are all really lovely people. I feel very lucky. Yeah. Are you going to continue with online workshops um, after the lockdown and everything? Or is it going to go back to a physical one? I think it's going to be a combination of the two now. Um, I mean, I've got some more... Um, I've got quite a lot booked in for next year already and they're okay. all online fantastic um another one with the south london gallery mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um which will be really nice um but yeah i i mean i i would like i'd like to have a balance of both i think i think there's you can get a lot from both um Absolutely, ways of being yeah. people and this um no barrier to um ge no geographical but barriers can be so good when you have people from all over the world attending you know yeah. doing what you do so what are the plans yeah. for the future uh, if you can just say i mean what what have you uh, what are the workshops that all the exhibitions that you've planned um in the next year um so i've got workshops planned for um or planning for the new craftsman the imperial college nice um, the Blythe Gallery there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is South London Gallery and my own workshops. Um, so I've got lots of workshops planned. Um, I've also, hopefully this um, exhibition in Wales is going to go ahead mm -hmm. in um, North, North Wales. Um, and that's craft, it's called mono, Monochromatic. Mm -hmm. um, so it's um, with a group of artists, makers. Nice. Um, so that, that's going to be really nice. Um, and then other than that, um, just um, creating new work, I think. That's the most exciting thing. Yeah, I look me. forward to seeing more of the, the new patterns and colours. Can't wait to see. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so thank you so much, Louisa. It was a real pleasure and I've been waiting to do this for a long time with you. And um, I hope to um, share this on my uh, Instagram and uh, yeah, look forward to the next workshop with you. Thank you. Thank you.